0: From Acts 8, 9-23 through 23 of the New International Version of the Christian Bible Now, for some time, a man named Simon had practiced sorcery in the city and amazed all the people of Samaria. He boasted that he was someone great, and all the people, both high and low, gave him their attention and exclaimed, This man is rightly called the great power of God. They followed him, because he had amazed them for a long time with his sorcery. But when they believed Philip as he proclaimed the good news of the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Simon himself believed and was baptized. And he followed Philip everywhere, astonished by great signs and miracles he saw. When the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John into Samaria. When they arrived, they prayed for the new believers there, that they might receive the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit had not yet come on any of them. Then Peter and John placed their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. When Simon saw that the Spirit was given at the laying on of the apostles' hands, he offered them money and said, "'Give me also this ability, so that everyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit.' Peter answered, "'May your money perish with you, because you thought you could buy the gift of God with money.' You have no part or share in this ministry because your heart is not right before God. Repent of this wickedness and pray to the Lord in the hope that he may forgive you for having such a thought in your heart, for I see that you are full of bitterness and captive to sin. This is Gothic. of the Gothic Podcast may contain sensitive material not suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion
1: is advised. I am running out of time. Hayashi is closing in on his objective. I can feel it. I sense the woods closing in, the ivy choking their trunks, reaching to wrap its vines about my throat and hoist me up into the canopy. Another puppet left to dangle when my roll closes, but I am not so easily discarded. I think the mists can sense it, too. They have been hungrier of late, frantic even. I've warded the warehouse, but I can feel them, clawing at the borders, desperate to once again cloud my mind and obfuscate my purpose. Damn them! To think of the power I could bring to bear! unshackled from their soporific caress. Unopposed by the very breath of this living city, I would be like unto a god. But alas, instead I am trapped, a fallen angel in this shrouded hell. She'll be coming today. They all will, if the seething mists are any indicator. There's something about this group. The mists oppose me much as they do any other rift but they boil at the presence of this newly-woken trio. Nothing I have seen through the eyes of the desiccated ones has shown me why they might elicit so volatile a response from the city's so-called defenses, but I intend to find out. They may think me the orchestrator of this symphony of chaos, but Hayashi's interest in them tells me they each have their own roles to play. And as for my own, well, I have made many deals, and I know when one is turning sour. Hayashi has shown me no signs he intends to uphold his end of our bargain, and if he will not treat with me, perhaps there are others who will. I will have what I want, one way or another, and I know just the leverage I need to close this deal. Recording.
2: (laughs) Recording.
0: Not the musical episode. <laughs> Somebody had to say it. <laughs> uh, but it's usually me. But today we have a. You got a ringer. Guest uh, voice with us. Uh, Michael Loving of the League of Ultimate Questing podcast, uh, recording out of Portland, Oregon.
3: Ooh, welcome, welcome to the show.
1: Conveniently the same place we record. Yeah, very conveniently, the same city that you all record out of, even though uh, none of us are in person together. Yeah, doesn't actually make any difference, except, I guess, for time zone.
0: Actually, the time zone is pretty important because last couple of seasons we had uh, one of our cast members was out of central time zone and that made it more difficult. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, but we miss you, Richard. Yep. And Jesse nodded for those of you out in podcast land who.
3: Yes, I nodded. <laughs> not on the stage. I can be
0: vocal. <laughs> Speaking of Jesse, happy birthday. Well, thank you. Happy birthday to you.
4: Happy, happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy happy birthday, birthday, not the musical
1: here, episode. <laughs> what uh
2: what day does this episode come out?
0: Not at Jesse's birthday yeah no. No. i know but
2: somewhere ages and ages hence
1: um yeah this one will be coming out in theoretically the fifth if it comes out on july 5th it will come out on my birthday happy birthday to you happy birthday to you <laughs> <laughs> that's great in a strange in a strange coincidence <laughs>
0: <laughs> and of course our other regulars we have uh, Sharon with us.
2: It is I, the singing one, and of course Eric. Pew pew pew,
0: <laughs> and me, your <laughs> host and GM Patrick.
2: I thought you paused because you forgot Jesse's name. No, I already <laughs> said Jesse. I said Jesse earlier. We did a <laughs> okay. whole we
0: did the whole birthday skit. Yeah, we you did didn't the whole say he was a regular thing. though. Oh uh, well, I said the
3: other. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I'm a regular ball of madness.
2: Ball of Madness would be a great band name, by the way.
3: All right.
0: Last time on the Gothic Podcast, we left our rifts in a dire predicament. They had just walked into a warehouse where they found four of the undead desiccated ones. Those creatures made by some dark magic, some evil perhaps force. That have been made into these uh, creatures, these undead creatures of some some amount of sentience and ability because they can ride their very cool motorcycles and they can watch and report and hunt. But through the power of Echo's super voice, (laughs) they were blasted back and stripped of much of their armor and clothing and flesh and scurried off into the shadows very frightened of Echo and their power. But there was one other desiccated one, the one who had the form of Mr. Singh, Baz's old landlord, who had also fallen in the reign of bodies. But so, too, was one of those other desiccated ones, Echo's sister, Christina. Uh, but Mr. Singh... The desiccated one who Cadence had lured off the end of the docks and into the waters there had come back without a motorcycle, but with wings made from motorcycle parts and swooped down upon our intrepid spies. Adventurers? Adventurers? There, it was Baz who slung out a tow chain from... Cadence's Bronco, and wrapped around Mr. Singh's leg, and using massive strength of his mythos, Baz flailed Mr. Singh into the ground, destroying the wings, which went smashy-smash in all directions. That's a technical term, smashy-smash. But it did not kill, re-kill Mr. Singh. He is still... There, injured and um, staggering, but still with us. But before they could turn their attention to Mr. Singh and his remnants, or even to the fleeing desiccated ones that are still nearby somewhere, a figure steps out onto a balcony walkway outside of an office on the second floor, a, a walkway that overlooks this main area. A figure that looks astonishingly like Vin Diesel from Triple X, including the big furry golden coat that he wears. And this figure, who had been identified by Ariel as one
1: Magnus Simeon, steps out and says, There is nothing for you here. Turn around. Only death awaits you. You will find no answers from me. And as he has stepped into the flickering fluorescent
0: light that has now illuminated what had been the dark warehouse, well, interesting, Cadence, you recognize him. You didn't recognize him from Ariel's description, but now that you see him in person, he's quite clearly the used car salesman that sold you the Bronco.
2: Oh, I thought you were going to say somebody else.
0: (laughs) He's quite obviously, surely not.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Impossible.
0: And Baz, you also recognize him. You recognize him as a personage that you you never saw up close, but you had seen him conversing with the elders at the cult. Whoa. Yes. And Echo, you didn't recognize him from Ariel's description. And you don't recognize him now. You never saw him before
3: in your life. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm saying I would recognize that mug anywhere if I had seen it.
4: (laughs) The mug, the coat.
2: The hair, the shoes.
4: The lack of hair.
2: The lack of hair.
4: Magnus
0: Simeon has just stepped out. A couple of you recognize him. Nearby, there is still Mr. Singh getting shakily to his feet, now able to be seen more clearly in the flickering light of the fluorescence. Uh, His body partially torn by the chain flinging done by
4: Baz earlier. What do you do? Uh, Baz would turn his back to Simeon to hide any sign of recognition and rush over to Mr. Singh. What is your intention as you rush over to Mr. Singh? Baz wants to check him out. He wants to see, uh, you know, how much damage has been done, and he wants to get a a closer look and see if there's any vestige of Mr. Singh left or if this is just now some perverse abomination.
0: As you rush over to Mr. Singh, what, what does Cadence do?
2: I think what I would do is step forward and attempt to kind of, you know, prevaricate and be like, well, we came here searching for a friend of ours we were informed that you might know where he is and try to convince him that we're just looking for Andy. Listen, we can't help it if a bunch of randos on motorcycles inside a warehouse attack us. That's the
4: next spin-off from uh, Kids on Bikes. Randos, randos on, on motorcycles. motorcycles.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I guess see if I can get information out of him, but also draw attention away from Baz.
0: And Echo, just so that I know what you are. I wish I had a help for
3: Cadence right now.
0: You're still reeling a little bit from the, you know, power surge that you yeah. just blasted those other desiccated ones with. You hear them scuttling off in the walls.
3: Did I take a status for that?
0: Uh, no, you just rolled
3: really well.
2: At least one of us did last episode. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, that's good. So I think that Echo would uh, try reaching for that power again and probably falling on the face. Just trying to, like, back up cadence and then be like yeah, where's Andy? And try to like throw out that echo like I remember doing in Baz's Sanctuary. Nearly forgot to remind
0: you, it has been a month since we recorded uh, Sojourners. You saw uh, Andy's uh, very distinctive head in the office behind Magnus Simeon. Oh. Um, His mouth is duct taped and um, he is
3: sitting down, but you, you see his head and his very spiky hair. Completely forgot about that. I knew that Magnus had taken him, but I didn't realize that we had seen. Yeah, him. I didn't either.
0: So what is it uh, then you wind up saying to uh, Magnus,
3: Simeon? Okay, in light of all of that, release Andy and try to use that same like echo thing. Trying to, trying to charm him just to like, just give us our friend.
0: So are you trying to help Cadence or are you trying to straight up charm Magnus?
3: Screw it. Let's go for a straight up charm. Yeah, do it. I'm going to take negative on this.
0: It'll but... be a short guest voicing if it succeeds.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, if if Echo's taking point on trying to charm him, can I then lend an aid to Echo? I guess I could have made that a very pointed question. Like, we were informed that you knew, knew the whereabouts of a friend of ours. You wouldn't happen to know where Andy is. You know, like that kind of sarcasm. Don't you know it's rude to kidnap people?
0: As Baz gets over to Mr. Singh, I need you, Baz, to face danger because now that you're up close and the light, the fluorescents are flickering, it's uh, almost uh, strobing in this space. And in that glimpse of flickering, strobing light, it is Mr. Singh, but it isn't. It's uh, that sunken in face it's the tears in the flesh it is you can see his jaw beneath his uh, skin um, where he took a, a hard hit when, he, when uh, you crashed him his his body is emaciated emaciated and uh, his eyes are glowing with that pinpoint of red in them and so i need you to face danger or
4: take Horrified too. Okay. All right. Uh so I think occult knowledge might apply, uh, having, you know, been doing some research on these things and maybe having some ideas about how they work and how they fit into the overall occult situation. I also feel like along those those lines from my Enclave theme book, Trove of Knowledge, might help. Okay. Forewarned being forearmed. Maybe
0: I mean you looked at a lot of really gross pictures in the (laughs) in the (laughs) library.
4: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, All right. And okay, facing danger now. It is a nine, so I get a status of one. Yeah. So it's a status
0: of one. So it's not horrified. To
4: it's um, um, freaked out. One. (laughs) Okay, and uh, sorry, I also am probably still discombobulated from the fight earlier, so... Uh,
0: So the discombobulated is along the same spectrum.
4: Okay, so I'm just going to bump that up
0: to two? If you'd had a two, discombobulated two, uh, and then took a one, then you would just mark one of those little squares that are next to it until you massed enough to go up to the next level. Mm -hmm. But since it was the uh, same or
4: higher, then uh, you go up to two in this case yeah all right so he's looking horrific but i'm trying to trying to figure out what do i what do i see about his appearance uh is his turban still like there and orderly is his beard still uh you know carefully groomed his beard still is the
0: turban that he wore is also there but it is um it's bloody and it's in disarray it's not it's obvious that he hasn't taken care with it when putting on and off the motorcycle helmet okay. and has not
4: redone it. OK, well, he's, he's still going to take a shot, uh, Mr. Singh. Uh, and he's going to like look him straight in the eyes. Uh, are you in
0: there? I think you you would know, Baz, that you're, you're going to have to dig deeper than that. That's not enough. You're going to have to try to bring back memories. You're going to have to try to, you know, get him to. Connect. That's everything you've read. I mean, you have no idea if this will even work. But yeah, you're going to have and you're going to have to do it quickly because you can see that he is twitching. He's lurching in that kind of zombie way now. But his bones are trying to click back together from where they where you broke them. And uh, his face is not looking at you with anything but,
4: you know, danger and mauling in mind okay then uh he's gonna say amari is worried about you and so are your kids they they need you to come back are are you there and with that go ahead and it's not convinced yeah and i don't know if it's appropriate so soon after the first after the one at the end of last time but this might be a stop holding back
0: i i think it's
1: more I hit was with all you've got
2: change the game
1: i was thinking some sort of contested role with Simeon. <laughs> <laughs> there's also that um uh, because
0: but you are also being distracted we might actually have to come back to this because it okay. may it may have some effect on um how this goes on how the the issues with magnus go
4: okay
0: um, so put a marker in that for the moment and echo you are you are projecting, you are doing your your seductive charming thing. Cadence, you are throwing out there your threats and your <laughs> your yeah. insinuations and such.
2: I have a help point on Echo too, so I'm gonna use
0: that for Echo's role. But before we before we see how this plays out, let's go back in time
1: a oh. bit. Ooh, flashback. Let's,
0: let's flash back. Let's have a moment with Cadence. And a used car salesman named Magnus Simeon and a Bronco
4: sitting in a car lot. Love it. Slaps the top of the Bronco. You can
2: fit so many medieval weapons in this baby. But <laughs> 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 a trunk full of useful items.
1: This bad boy could fit a ton of people ready to be executed. In Skyrim. <laughs> Magnus, what, oh, is this car lot, what does this car lot look like? Uh, this is in the city, of course. It probably looks like a lot of used car lots. It's a parking lot. There's a, a dingy office. It's uh, got a brown carpet, some brown chairs, a PC that's still running Windows ninety eight. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's so accurate.
1: Yeah, <laughs> corporate edition, obviously. There's a fan blowing. It's got some of those like little foil, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. streamers on it, just just blowing and.
2: It's an oscillating fan, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. It's an oscillating fan. And there's a Swede in a fur coat despite the fact that it's hot enough to have this fan going, typing at the computer, asking you, you know, do you have anything you can trade in?
2: Um, no, I've um I mean unless you take bicycles. Uh,
1: not not in a meaningful trade, I'm afraid. Uh how much can you afford to make your monthly payments?
2: Well, um so, uh, well, I mean, once the band really, cash? oh, cash, um, uh, no, that would be, um, uh, monthly payments for me. I see. But once mm-hmm. the band really starts going, I mean, um, you know, uh, it's, I don't know what's normal. What's average.
0: What year is this? <laughs> uh, is a question, isn't it?
1: That's yeah. It's, it's a lot of them.
2: It's a year. <laughs> well, it's
1: an, it's a 98 Bronco, isn't it?
2: <laughs> I don't remember. It's a, it. I think it's a 96. Hold on, I have it written
1: down.
2: reliable wheels. Yeah, it's a 96.
1: It's a 96. Okay. All right. So last a, year I'm, they made them in that shape. Got it. And it's a it's a used car lot, so I'm guessing it's it's probably at least 2000. So
2: It's definitely a year.
1: Yeah. All right. It's a year. It could be a 96 Bronco and the year could be uh 1949. <laughs> okay. All right. So That's fair. I was just trying to think what a what a sensible payment amount would be for a for a 96 Bronco. It's an 1896 Bronco. Yeah. <laughs>
2: it's just a horse, actually. It's just a horse. <laughs> <sighs> well, let me see the teeth.
0: <laughs> but while you're talking about these numbers, whatever those numbers turn out to be, Cadence, what is it that drew you to this Bronco?
2: It just felt right when I sat in it. You know, when you get behind the wheel and it's just, it's like, The seat's been made for you, and the wheel—it's almost like it rises up into your hands. It just—I mean, none of the other cars. Like there was some that I was like, "Okay, all right, yeah, whatever." I could see driving this for a couple of years, but this was like—it wants me, and I want it back. And it just—it just—it just just fits. It's like putting on a shirt that's been tailored for you. Not that I've ever had that happen at this point in my life. it's like what I imagine putting on a shirt that's been tailored for you would feel like.
0: Magnus, when this uh, Cadence person came into the car lot, uh, you knew she didn't have money, even for a used car lot. But you aren't just a used car salesman—not even at this point in our in our little history here. You sense something else about this person, and you you. You sometimes see things, see other people, see an overlay, a, 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 a hallucinatory mirage that, that tells you something usually about who they are really deep down, their, their key or their, their psychic self, their aura of sorts. And with this one, you see a figure in a high collared coat very archaic looking, but you have no impression of what their features are like because they have no head. But you do know that like these others that you have have seen this of, that there is a hidden, a secret power there. So
1: what do you want to charge for this Bronco? Well, you know, if you're going to be on the road, you'll probably need a car that you are comfortable in. You spend a lot of time driving from venue to venue. Yeah, that's
2: exactly what I was thinking. And this, you know, the trunk's got enough space for the band's gear, and I can fit everyone else in the.
1: It's very important. You don't want to be renting a U haul in order to carry your things. That will simply be more expensive for you.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking.
1: I see. I think perhaps uh, if you can afford a monthly payment of 280, we could probably make this happen. We can extend your financing period of course if you need more time.
2: Would that make the monthly payment lower? Cuz I could do that. Could it uh, Could we get it down to 200?
1: Hmm. Down to 200 might be a bit of an issue unless you have some sort of collateral.
2: In what way? Collateral well, besides
1: your bicycle, I mean.
2: Oh. Uh what about what about 220?
1: How about that nice guitar?
2: It's a bass and no thank you. I need that. <laughs>
1: If you think you can do it for a few years then perhaps but for 250 I think we could make this happen 249
2: <laughs> Oh what a deal Uh yeah 249 and I'll put out my hand
0: He shakes it When you shake it do you attempt to take anything else any of the power you feel seething underneath the facade that is this woman who has come in looking for a
1: cheap car i don't know if i want to like try and sleight of hand any of this person's fate away from them but can i mark them in what way in uh nothing that they've they've said indicates to me that they know anything about their power yet right, right. like yes can i can i put some sort of sort of magical Tracking beacon on them that when their power starts to wake up, I'll become aware of that. Ah,
3: um, nice. <laughs> I love that.
1: Yes, oh you God. are.
0: That is a change the game. All right. <laughs> um. So your your first,
1: Michael's first time rolling first roll. <laughs> Woo, first roll. I would argue, cast a magic spell is probably uh is probably in there. Could I? Could I argue that uh, Deflect and Dazzle is also taking place because I'm talking about a car and I have a a justification to touch them? Sure. Yeah. All right. And this is purely
0: a magical thing. All right. Just roll that. You could theoretically, because you indicated that you you do have the coat at this point. uh, Do you want to use Looks Awesome?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, is that that what that is? That's my relic. Yes. Okay, I just put two and two together. I was wondering like, where this was.
2: Oh man, this used car salesman's coat is so cool.
1: <laughs> I just uh, to the coat is a relic. I
2: love that. Oh my god, I love
3: everything about Magnus right now. <laughs>
1: uh, I mean, I don't think I have any reason not to, right? Like, if the roll fails, do I? I don't lose the coat, right? Right now, no. I, I and, suppose, it, and this is in
0: the past, so it's not yeah. even
1: you know. If you're if it. you're offering to let me add a free plus one to the role I won't I won't decline.
0: I just <laughs> I
1: just like bringing that in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. A, I'll make you you, just, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll make a note of that. Any any excuse I can to employ the code, I'll employ the code for you. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh, All right, change the game. I clicked it. Did it work? Holy oh, crap! Oh my god! <laughs> game changed. Yeah,
0: game
3: has definitely changed.
2: Everything is my fault, you guys. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> Only do me. you know when their power
3: is away. Yeah. Oh, my you God. You also can smell them from five miles away.
2: Jesus Christ.
1: So definitely you are going to be spending
0: some uh, juice to prolong the effects.
1: Right. Yeah, I was going to say prolong the effect is probably going to be Hide something. the I effect, do. I would argue, as well. Yeah, that would make sense to me. Mm-hmm. And then something, some status that you are putting on to cadence i'm half tempted to call it alarm clock because it goes off when she wakes up from sleeping but
2: you get a little (laughs) notification
1: yeah something that you could use like here shortly
0: as a status that that's been on her that she just didn't know about right
2: no um
0: something like um i don't know marked one i mean maybe we could say that being marked gives you a little bit more power over her too Uh, something like that is what i'm thinking Coming up with names of statuses is one right. of the yeah. most difficult um,
3: things. And do you want it to be something a bonus for you or something a debuff
1: for her? Maybe beguiled.
2: Yeah, that's true.
1: We just called it Predatory Loan. <laughs> oh, nice. I like it. I like that a lot.
0: Yes. Predatory Loan 1. Yeah. All right. Oh, my so God. Cadence, take. Um, Holy crap. Take a flashback status of
1: <laughs> Predatory Loan.
2: It's <laughs> <own one. laughs> a lone shark, if you would.
1: Do I need to mark that anywhere so that I? No, it's okay. going to be a
0: because it's her specifically. It makes more sense as you can invoke it as a negative on her role against you until she gets rid of
3: it. Okay,
0: and then we are back to the now. Echo, what are you thinking here
3: in trying to use this? Still a little woozy from the last blast. Trying to convince and charm. I also remember that this guy looks like a gorilla, and I have to use my weakness tag. What'd you do with Andy, you gorilla? Oh, your tease and taunt? I must tease or (laughs) taunt.
2: It's mandatory. What
3: are you saying about Vin
1: Diesel, man? Not Vin Diesel, Magnus. I was gonna say, I'd be careful. Love Vin, Vin Diesel. Diesel's an avid D and D player. I would love to play some D and D with
2: if Vin Diesel, if you're listening.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I was <laughs> gonna play say, with play with us. <laughs> there's a better chance that Vin Diesel is listening to this podcast than a lot of other celebrities. <laughs> that's that's fair. You know that one podcast has uh, Jeff
0: Goldblum. That one actual oh, play podcast. Oh so yeah, we Travis's <sighs> Dark Oh yeah.
2: Yes. So we could surely get. God, that'd be know, so Vin fun. Diesel. Um, I heard Judy Dench also plays D&D, which I think that, it would, that would be really awesome fun too. to play D&D with Judy oh. Dench. Can you imagine? I think it would be really
1: fun to do anything with Judy Dench. We needed her in the Alien in last season. Oh, oh
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> she would have been great that would as have been one of the awesome. lunch ladies.
2: Yeah.
0: This is why we don't, why, you know, a whole season might only uh, cover one day, 24
3: <laughs> hours of actual in-game time. Wow. Um. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so so I tease him and it's like, listen here, Gorilla Breath, release our friend now. Well, here's the thing. So you are <laughs> teasing and taunting since you're doing it. So I don't use it.
0: You don't. Because I it. am using yeah, it. Yeah, it doesn't become a, a negative on you because you are taunting and teasing. Now, if you didn't, then you would have to mark it. Right.
2: It causes you physical pain to not tease somebody. Yeah. Um, Take a help point from me, by the way.
1: You're using echo of my voice, but anything else? You guys wanna you guys wanna check off tight like that already? Yet <laughs> I'm just I'm just laughing because lots of the episodes I listen to, you guys use it like 10 minutes into the episode and then you do so have good. the rest of the game. Right. <laughs> yeah. right.
4: I'm, just, I'm just I trying wanna, to tempt you into burning
1: it, it early. <laughs> You're
0: not tricking me so early. Magnus, would you like to use any of your hurt points that you have
1: on echo uh for this? uh is that just is that just one to one? Just reduce his roll by uh, yes. a point. Sure, I'll use I'll use what? one of my hurt points.
2: Ah, oh. you have a hurt point on me.
1: I have more than one hurt point on more than one of you.
2: You hurt me by not recognizing me from somewhere in your backstory. <laughs>
0: <laughs> sometimes it's by recogn because of recognition the hurt or help points. Uh, sometimes it's because of interactions you've had with the desiccated ones. Oh. You are trying to convince, so make your roll. The roll is made, and it is an eleven.
2: Hell yeah! Oh,
0: nice. So here's how, here's how this works, Magnus. Echo is going to choose a status mm-hmm. with a power of one. Okay. Uh, you can choose to take that, or you can choose to change your agenda a little bit to include your uh, to include Echo's at least for the time being.
1: Okay. I can't. I don't roll to resist it or anything. Right? You
0: you can face danger here if you can give me a good argument of how you're doing that uh, against these uh, words.
1: Because there is magic. Right. You know that. You, right. You're the magician. Sure. Of my power tags, I don't actually know which ones I might be able to apply other than just in general being a magician.
0: You have a very uh, versatile one in cast a
1: magic spell. Yeah. I think that that's about what you've got. Could I use my cast a magic spell and also my personality talk anyone into anything to resist being talked into something myself? He's not really fast talking me, but can you can you charm the charmer? Uh you yeah, so it essentially would be
0: a counter charm kind of thing and I will allow it, but I'm going to have you, you know, do some dialogue
1: to uh
2: I'm assuming it's just no
1: yeah yeah no, yeah i'm a professional voice actor no is as good as it gets <laughs> power two face danger let's do it i roll a nine i take the status but with minus one tier now if he was only giving me a power one it was only a status one tier so it so is negate negated it. cool all right, good. Wow. right i'm not sure you really want me to do that i don't think he's as safe with you as he is with me isn't that right baz Calling out to
3: Baz.
1: Wow, rude.
2: Uh, Hey, yeah, no, I'm pretty sure he is safer with us because unlike putting duct tape on his mouth, that was an accident. Kidnapping from a hospital. Gripping his hand too tight. Kidnapping him and putting his duct tape over his mouth and surrounding him with a giant pentagram and a bunch of zombies on motorcycles versus actively taking him to the hospital after an accident. Hmm, let me see. Definitely equivalent.
4: I mean, with all that, I think Bez is super focused on Mr. Singh and probably di- didn't hear what's going on back there. But yeah, you are very focused on Mr. Singh. And
0: so we need to see how that goes. So I, I don't think this is, this isn't, this is you trying to reach him. This isn't a, you yeah. know, a mystical mythosy thing. You're not really taking your powers beyond or anything here. You are, but I would say you're hitting with all you've got. You're trying to impose a status on Mr. Singh to, you know, like snapped out of it five is where
4: you're trying to get to. And I guess, you know, I was thinking maybe uh, with what uh, with what Simeon had said about having influence over this particular interaction. I thought maybe a go toe to toe as in a struggle for control.
0: I like to go toe to toe because you are struggling for I mean you're very obviously struggling for control over something here and your goal is to take control of Mr. Singh. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Okay. So I don't really have a lot for this. If I can prevail on on using a crew tag, uh I might start singing whatever whatever song we like came up with <laughs> obviously atonally.
2: You are my sunshine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> and now I am contractually obligated to say this is not your musical
4: episode. He's explicitly
2: <laughs> well, singing, Patrick. Come on.
4: <laughs> also, Bez is deaf, so it doesn't sound so great.
1: <laughs> I'm the wrong guest for your musical episode. I'll tell you what.
0: <laughs> of all the things I can envision Vin Diesel doing, by the way, it, uh, breaking out into song in one of his movies is not one of them.
2: Oh my God, Vin Diesel, please come on I our podcast and sing with us. So want, you
3: want Hugh Jackman yes. for that.
2: Oh my God, Hugh <laughs> nope. Jackman.
3: Yeah. Nope. I want Vin Diesel. <laughs> Why well, settle with just one? Okay. Moving
4: on. Um, so yeah, uh, could I? Could I? You know, just start like slightly atonally humming uh, and take advantage of, you know, basically reinforce myself morally with our uh, crew tag there. I'm fine with it. Okay. That'll bring me up to even, <laughs> as far as a roll goes. There are minuses that uh,
0: Magnus is going to be able to apply to this if he so
1: desires. Right. So can I use my tags to lower his role or can I only use hurt points to lower his role?
0: There are certain tags you have that I will allow to uh, affect his role just because they make
1: they make narrative sense. I'm wearing a pretty awesome fur coat. So you should (laughs) listen to me and not him. (laughs) (laughs) More importantly, uh, I would argue that standing in the pentagram, he probably is going to be at a disadvantage to try and convince the zombie who's also in the pentagram. That's not typically how that works.
4: That sounds fair. Marking a minus. I would also
0: argue
1: that because you have uh, the scrolls. Oh, yeah, that's a good point, too. (laughs) I have the I have the object that controls Mm. the zombies. That would probably Mm. be one to employ here as well would make a certain amount of sense wouldn't it yes so that's two and then any if do you want to use any hurt points i'll save those for later i think because he was only at a a plus zero already i think minus two (laughs) is probably adequately punishing (laughs) at this point he can only succeed if he rolls a 12 right like anything else is going to be limited success at best limited success but limited success could still do something that's more interesting anyway let's let that happen
2: yeah
4: let's uh let's find out all right uh we're going toe to toe in a manner of speaking hey i i rolled an 11. oh wow <laughs> there you go no i had a power of two which was a wash with the discombobulated and then you gave me a net minus two wow right.
1: nice baz you get to choose two uh uh choose, uh, sorry choose one yeah I think you should inflict a power with tier negative two. I think that would be a useful thing for you. <laughs> it's always a minimum of one. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. that makes more sense then.
4: Yeah, but uh, no, I, uh, I I want to achieve my goal. Take something they hold, which would be whatever shred of Mr. Singh is left in there for a
0: moment. And you feel this, Magnus. And this may distract you a little bit from your uh, your verbal, you know, sparring for a moment with uh, Cadence and Echo, but. Uh, for a moment, Baz, this was your landlord you you've had dinner with him you've you've chatted, well, I mean, you're Baz, so it's limited <laughs> limited interaction, but still you you know him and and you hum that that tune that you have heard in their apartment so often and you see as that light. Uh, that red light fades from Mr. Singh's eyes and it returns to his normal dark brown eye color. And he looks around and says, what, what is this? What, uh, a what, what is, what is all the bass?
4: Uh, what is M- Mr. Singh? You've been, you've been taken over by something. You need to come back. Your family needs you.
1: Let's go and traumatize, go and traumatize your children. <laughs> <laughs> Walking in the front door as the living corpse of their beloved father. You know, a little
4: makeup, <laughs> eyeliner.
0: Magnus,
2: the what do you
1: do? You have assaults uh, on a, ver- a variety of fronts here. I have other desiccated ones. Mm-hmm. Four Mr. of them. Si- yeah, Mr. Singh. I don't. I don't think that Baz is going to be able to take permanent control of Mr. Singh. And if we're talking right now, I don't necessarily need Sing to disembowel them. (laughs) I'm going to let that go and reassert my control over Sing later at a time that it becomes useful to do so and focus more on the other two who are, you know, trying to convince me to do stuff. So I, I might just keep, I don't know, monologuing. What is your goal with your monologuing? You know, that's a great question. I kind of just want these guys to, like, leave me to do my thing. Uh, They've showed up in my warehouse. They're making things difficult. Echo just blasted all the flesh off four of my zombies. They're just kind of being nuisances, and I want them to leave. I don't think that there's anything useful I think they can do for me. Not that I'm aware of yet, anyway. Okay. So I I feel like right now they're more of a hindrance to me than a help. And I just want them to stop being annoying. So you're going to monologue in the attempt to get them to to convince them to leave. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'd like to check. Talk anyone into anything uh, as I'm trying to talk them into leaving Andy with me. I'm also going to check threatening because there will be a threat of violence. They don't. And uh, I feel like I could probably use sales pitch. If you leave, you get to live. Yeah, right. (laughs) The pitch will basically be I'm not I'm not planning any harm to Andy. So he's actually in more danger from them being here than he is if they just leave him with me and go away. Are there are you using any magic behind this or? I don't know about magic, but I do look awesome. You do look awesome. Unless unless anyone objects, I'm checking looks awesome for my for my speech up here.
2: I think that sounds legit. All right. You're doing a villain monologue, so I'm gonna know. try
1: and convince you. Oh no. Doing <laughs> a villain monologue and essentially wearing Holy a cape.
2: Crap.
1: That's a big that's a big
0: role. Jeezy, crazy. Oh yeah, that is. That is a
2: 14
0: power of three. <laughs>
2: oh, my, oh my god.
0: All right. So here's how this works. Who are you trying to convince? Who do you who do you mark as their as the one that if you convince then
1: the rest of them will have to go? Cadence, because she's your driver, and if she leaves, the rest of you are either here with no wheels or
0: yeah, I think it's I think it's fair to, from what you know of them, that Cadence is your your focal point. All right,
3: especially since you mark them. Mm-hmm.
1: Right, <laughs> right. Your presence here is more of a danger to your friend Andy than I am. I have no need to harm him. In fact, I have made sure that his hands have been repaired. All of you being here, you bring violence into my house. Your noisy friend. Has torn the flesh off at least four of my creatures. Do you think he can protect Andy from that same thing if he does it again? Leave now. No harm will come to Andy, and he will go as soon as I am done with him. It seems
0: pretty convincing, um, Cadence, uh, but the status, uh, would be something like, um,. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> 3. Makes a, makes a compelling argument 3. S-
2: sounds legit 3. Yeah. Or this is a
0: really this is a really trustworthy guy 3. Yeah. <laughs> you should buy into it. That's a really long <laughs> status. But I mean that coach. I do like I do like seems legit. So you can either take seems legit 3 or you can change your agenda.
2: If I wanted some kind of reassurance from him, would that count as changing my agenda to include his like we can leave you alone but we don't know what you're doing
0: i think that would actually be taking the status uh because you're not
4: completely convinced yet is is this something that cadence can face danger against
1: i have i have no objection to facing danger to try and reduce it from a power three status to a lower power status
0: given the way that we are doing this whether its rules is written or not uh cadence go ahead And uh, I will give you a chance to um, face danger against this malign influence.
2: Okay. I want to use, for once in this game, I want to use my optimistic nihilist personality card. I want to use verbal judo, and Rousseau was right. Because I'm trying to kind of turn this back around and be like, you need to do a little more convincing
0: Remind our uh, podcast listeners what Rousseau was right um, refers to.
2: It's the belief that people are born not kind of inherently good or inherently evil, but more as blank slates with kind of a natural inclination towards like collectivistly aiding other people from like a society standpoint. But I wonder if this also triggers my weakness tag for the evils
0: your entire optimistic nihilist theme book, uh, you have to do the interpreting on that. I don't think that I am going to be qualified to judge on most.
2: Okay. Now, it depends on Magnus's motives, because for the evils is like, if someone's intentionally doing bad things to other people just for kicks or because they think it's fun or whatever, none of my kind of optimistic nihilism verbal tricks really work on them. So, So I don't know. I also want to use all eyes on me since I'm in the spotlight here. It's a seven, which is a mild success. I'd take the status, but with a minus one tier. So I would take.
1: Sounds legit, too. And it it's probably because she remembers that that Simeon sold her a used car.
2: Oh, yeah, and yeah. He cut like, me that deal that one time.
1: <laughs> Listen, right?
2: I love that car, man. It's, uh-huh. you know.
1: I sold you a good car. I'm pretty trustworthy. Paid off. Yeah.
2: Almost
0: it won't affect you in like physical conflicts or things like that, but it could affect you if you're doing another argument with Magnus right uh, right that that because he is he has swayed you. but what is your repose to his um his statement about Andy being safer here and that he'll give him back what he's done with him?
2: yeah, sure, sounds fine, except we have no no guarantee that you're telling us the truth about that. You're surrounded by zombies with stuff drawn on the floor. You're standing up there, all intimidating, and you know, looking all scary in your fur coat. We have Thank no you. guarantee. Yeah, exactly. It looks great, by the way. We have no guarantee that what you're telling us is the truth, and that you mean Andy no harm. We could walk out of here, and you could slit his throat. We have no idea. Let us talk to him. I want to hear what he has to say about it.
1: Simeon will turn around and wave his hand, and I would, I would, I would like to, uh, to, to basically levitate Andy over to me from where he is so he just kind of floats over and i will remove the duct tape from his mouth and as as you guys can see andy in front of you um up here on the the catwalk or whatever with me you might notice that his hands are not broken or bandaged anymore
0: uh, I, I, oh okay. Ooh, uh, well, hey everybody uh, oh my and uh, andy is obviously very upset very um agitated and because he is and because his mouth is now open everybody will take indecisive two but you have to face you can face danger to okay you know to bring this down but everybody will need to face danger against andy's own powers
2: oh man what could i use against andy's indecision
1: (laughs) does that include simeon Uh, yes it includes that's probably why i had him duct taped then Yeah. yeah oh
2: god Oh, man, I want to use, I want to use, I want to use something.
4: <laughs> Baz, two or is uh, is Baz still uh, locked in? Uh... It's going to be Baz, too, because uh, Andy is radiating
0: okay. indecision. I, I, I shouldn't have. I knew I shouldn't have. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I should have. Left that hospital sooner. I know I should have. I mean, I, I should never have. Uh, I mean, and then I just came here, and then I mean, I know you guys were just trying to help, and I'm so sorry that I got, and I should have done so. I should have. I should never have left my apartment.
2: Uh, I want to use performance to fake it till I make it and pretend I'm not influenced by this.
1: Can the fact that Andy is up here with me on the catwalk and they're all contained within my pentagram? Give all of them a minus one to their roll because they're in the be effect by magic spot. Won't give me a bonus. I'll still have my, I'll still have to face his thing, but they're all at minus one to resist. I'm more inclined to give you the bonus. I'm, I'm a okay with that. So I just mark floor pentagram and then roll my resist. Uh, yeah. All right. I don't know that I have anything else that, um, would actually help me resist his magic. I guess I could cast a magic spell to counter his spell.
3: Yeah.
0: All right, I'll it's such that. a versatile one to use that we have to be careful that you're not
3: using it in linked situations, which this is not. Echo stots to hum a tune in the head mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. in response to this, hopefully invoking impenetrable mind as well. Oh, as there you go. Trying to invoke the fight song for everybody else. Well, oh, yeah, the fight song has already been used. Oh, the fight song was used? It's burned? Yeah, mm-hmm. sorry, that was me. Yeah, Baz,
4: mm-hmm.
1: Baz hummed it at the zombie he was trying to charm.
4: Echo, maybe you want to... Uh, so if you're like taking a forefront role here, maybe you want to use the sacrifice uh, theme improvement.
3: So basically, I can sacrifice myself.
2: If you have a success, you can share your success with the rest of us.
3: Only if I have the success.
2: Yeah.
4: Yeah, and if you get a 10+, plus, then uh, not only do neither of whoever you choose to protect... And yourself not take the status but you reflect it back at whoever's
3: i love that i'm only at a plus one right now uh face danger right uh yeah,
4: yeah.
1: so it is indecisive two yes
2: great success
1: Yeah, i take indecisive one. Oh my god
2: holy moly basket use some help <laughs>
1: yeah i also rolled a miss
3: oof okay Since Baz is off doing their own thing, I kind of want to give the minus one to that tier on Cadence then.
2: Okay.
4: So you would completely protect Cadence, and you would take it with a minus one.
2: This is a confusing move. (laughs) You're the one who takes it, but you protect me.
4: They, in this case Cadence, takes Mm -hmm. no status,
0: and you take the status with a minus one tier. Echo wouldn't have taken the status before, but instead you, you take Indus. Mildly actually indecisive one is probably better and and at the two level it should have been like questioning my life choices
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right so indecisive one so everybody starts feeling this sort of wave of indecisiveness of cho- bad you know bad or good choices made at the wrong or right times um all of that uh, filtering out through this warehouse space um and but what's happened is that magnus has just removed the duct tape from over um, andy's mouth and i mean cadence you were the one that wanted that to happen so what do you do
2: yeah andy are you okay physically i mean no uh
0: yeah no uh um my hand was uh was hurting pretty good but uh, uh this guy this guy he he fixed it up i I mean, but then he also tied me to this chair and he duct taped my mouth. I don't know. It's so I, I'm so confused.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I know. That's that's real scary. We're worried about you, buddy. Mr. Furcoat, can you float him down here? I hate to have shout at him like this.
1: I think he's just fine where he is. And perhaps I should cover his mouth again. He does a lot of babbling.
0: Oh, he's just a poet. So then we go back over to Baz and Mr. Singh. Mr. Singh's eyes have cleared. Uh, he's looked at you. He's looked around in confusion. A little bit more confusion once Andy got um, his duct tape removed
4: and that effect washed over the room. Uh, come on. We, we got to get out of here. Come, come back with me.
0: Baz. Baz. We are. We are. We are nine. We are the lost. And on that. What? We'll find out what happens next time on the gothic podcast
3: oh my god okay so the nine desiccated ones are the lost oh my god oh i hate you no i love you
2: (laughs) 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 the gothic podcast is a horror and humor actual play audio drama produced by c patrick nagel and goblin brook manor llc starring c patrick nagel sharon gallery LaFournaise. Jesse Baldwin, Eric Halbert, and me, Kirsten Valerie. Our logo was designed by Jared George Art, and our theme music as by Zoe Hovland. We stay afloat thanks to you, so if you can, please support us on Patreon, and follow, like, and review us on iTunes and all our social media platforms. Thanks for joining us in the dark, Sojourners.
1: Are you drinking out of a red solo cup with a stem? I was just looking at Eric's cup and being offended by it. It's a red solo <laughs> wine cup. Red Eric solo this is the with worst F.
2: thing I've ever seen.
1: <laughs> it's so great. For the podcast listeners, Eric's drinking out of a red solo cup that has a red plastic stem underneath it. It's
2: incredible.
3: So- it is the complete opposite
0: of Triple X's fur coat.